1: I just realized right now that we are in the wrong spots.
2: We are. (laughs) It's fine. I love that. I'm um again. It's fine.
1: Tag talk is back. Uh this is fun. I'm really excited to be here. We have a lot to talk about, but the big news for this show is that Haley's back.
2: For good, I promise. I won't be doing any more um hiatuses. I feel a lot better um thanks to everybody that held down the fort with kylie while i wasn't here i appreciate and love all of them i know kylie made a tweet earlier so um with everybody's uh, handles and stuff so go check them all out support them we love them but yes i'm back
1: and you picked a great week to be back i have to say that we've never had so many things to get through on a show
2: Yeah, uh, we we have a very, very long list of things. This is probably going to be a long show, but we're both very excited. There's a lot of things to talk about, some good, some bad. You know, that's how the cookie crumbles,
1: but... That's just how wrestling is. Um, But before we do any of that, we do have a super chat. From (laughs) Ryan, our dad joke... uh, Dad joke expert? Extraordinaire. Dad joke extraordinaire. So this one says... What lights up a wrestling ring? A match. A match. That's a good one. I, I love that one. It was pretty good. And just a reminder, if you want, if you have questions, comments, things like that, submit a super chat. We'll read all of them. Um, but like I said, we have a lot to talk about. And I'm sure you guys have a lot to say about what we're going to talk about today. So... <laughs> What do you want to talk about?
2: <laughs> we'll be talking about that, that uh, person, a little bit later in the show. So yeah,
1: early. so, I don't know if you guys noticed, but it was WrestleMania weekend this yeah. past weekend. It weekend wrestling. Yeah, Um. a lot of really great stuff happened, and then we ended the weekend on, like, the worst note ever. Really? Like, in the worst possible way. So, we're going to try, we're going to start with the good, all the cool stuff, and we're going to end with the bad. That way, we we aren't like sour when we're talking about the good stuff. Everybody cool with that? I'm cool with that. We have a super chat from Jackie, who is one of my favorite people in the entire world. She says, "My girls are back. This makes me so happy." Oh, Jackie, we love you. i am I am so happy to have Haley back. Um, I had a great time doing the special guest series. It was, we had like six guests, seven guests somewhere around there. They were all incredible people. I had a great time with all of them, but there's something so special about me and Haley doing tag talk. So I'm happy that Haley's back. I'll say that. So Haley, because it is your first day back, we're going to start with wh- the thing that you want to talk about the most. That isn't Cody Rhodes. <laughs> <laughs> we will no Cody yet. We're saving Cody. Because we have a lot to say. But I know Haley has a lot to say about women's tag team wrestling. So if you want to start with that, we can start with that. I'll give you the floor. You said you had a lot to say. Oh, I thought we were going to talk about this later in the show. But sure, okay. Oh, no, um, no, no. We can, we can, uh, well, you're kind of lagging. I mean, we
2: introduced bit. it. I feel like we should just, we'll, we'll just go. Okay. All right. So there was a lot of good women's wrestling that happened this weekend. Um, obviously this is a show about tag team wrestling though, so we will be talking about that. Um, WWE, uh, had a lot of tag team wrestling that happened. Um, and one of them was the, uh, like trios, well not trios, but like the triple tag with Damage Control and Pecky Lita, and, uh, Trish. And everybody knows how I feel about, um, Trish Stratus, love that woman. Um, However, (laughs) I really thought that this match, I was like, okay, I don't think that um, Becky and Lita are going to hold these titles for that long. I expected damage control to go over, um, and that is not what happened, and I was a little surprised. I'm not going to lie. I'm figuring that they're probably going to run an angle soon with Trish turning, so We'll probably have to wait a little bit longer. We'll probably see something with her at SummerSlam, but I was a little shocked by the result. I can't lie.
1: I and I tweeted about this uh during the show. I'm a little disappointed in the state of the WWE women's tag division. Uh, because they did like their showcase match with which Ronda Rousey won, which I was very disappointed in. But it was a bunch of teams that were like made up and put together and weren't really actual teams, which and we'll talk about this later in the show, when you compare it to the men's division with Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens at the forefront, and you look at the men's showcase match, which had the Street Profits in it, and so established, cool. yeah, established teams, it's like a good tag division. I wouldn't say it's on par with other divisions in the world, but it's solid. And the women's tag division, it's not even close. And I did enjoy um I did enjoy the the showcase match. I did enjoy the uh the trios trios are we calling that in WWE? I did enjoy that and I am liking Becky and Lita and Trish. But it's like there's feels like there's no direction behind it. Uh which I guess is the message of a lot of stuff in WWE right now. There's like no direction, no path, no end goal so I have a lot of problems with it I really do I and I have a lot of problems with Ronda Rousey somehow winning a tag showcase I I really thought I first of all
2: (laughs) I guess part of me hoped that like that's not the direction that they would go and don't get me wrong I I love Shayna Baszler right we love Shayna Mm -hmm. however Ronda I don't know I thought that they would maybe go in the direction of um, Chelsea and Sonia. Um, and I thought that's what they were going to do with originally when Carmela was um, teamed up with Chelsea, but I don't know. I, any other direction would have been fine for me.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I, and it's weird because they remember like a few months ago, there's a period in time where people, there were teams in NXT And people were saying, oh, they'll probably get called up and then they'll do something at WrestleMania um, like Toxic Attraction. But it hasn't happened. And it's weird because Triple H keeps bringing back um, women who were released or women who left WWE during the Vince McMahon era, which I guess now we're back in the Vince McMahon era. No clue. Uh, Like Chelsea and like Dakota Kai and Io Sky and all all these women. And it's very much like they get a pop. And then there, it's like no direction, just slot them in somewhere, figure it out. And I hate it. And it sucks because I love women's tag team wrestling. And I feel like in North America, there's not enough of it. Like you have impact and you have promotions that do it, things like that. But it's like WWE is the big one. So when they introduced the titles, I thought it would be a bigger deal. Um, but it hasn't been a big deal since the Iconics, if we're being honest. And I hate that Triple H is just... I guess given up, and for me this tag team showcase because it was just a bunch of women who have nothing else to do. Uh,
2: they just don't want get me to
1: wrong, on the card, yeah, just put them put them in some tag teams. I guess the Raw and SmackDown women's title matches, I really enjoyed Rhea and Charlotte, and then Asuka and Bianca loved those. I thought both uh, Rhea and Asuka deserved those spots, but it is a little weird to me that when you look, and I don't, we're going to talk about this later, when you look at like Roman Reigns or or Cody Rhodes or Sami Zayn, like you have so many people in the men's division who could vie for a title. And you look at the men's tag, you have so many teams that could vie for a title and be like, you know, legitimate contenders. And then it's like the women's division. It's like you have people who could go for the titles, but the vast majority of women are kind of like middle of the pack. There's no one who really stands out. And it's the same thing for the tag and the singles titles. So I think Lita and Trish add a lot to the division. I think because they're veterans, they're fan favorites, people love them. But I think we're at the point now where, you know, the nostalgia pop, it's diminishing returns. So you need to see something more substantial from them. And it's, I don't know if we're going to get it because now I'm questioning everything I thought I knew about Triple H after this weekend.
2: Yeah, and I guess something else I was slightly disappointed about was the men's showcase was so good. I went into it not expecting that much out of it, but for, like, I mean, I think it was, like, a less than 10-minute match, but it felt longer than that. They were pulling out a lot of, like, really cool moves and stuff, and I guess I wish that the women would have just done a little bit more with that. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it was still a good match. Um, Natty always pops me with her double sharpshooter spot. I don't care. I I tweeted about that. I love it. Um, But whatever. I just wish that they would have maybe done a little bit more. But, I mean, it
1: was a good match. I definitely agree. And just a reminder, guys, if you want to submit a super chat, submit a super chat. We'll read your questions, your comments, your things. Um, And it's kind of hard now to – Switch gears, but the thing that I wanted to talk about the most is Ring of Honor. So, mm-hmm. if you're cool with switching gears, switch gears for a bit and then we'll come back to WWE. Um, so Ring of Honor, this pay per view of Supercard of Honor, it was good. I did the post show with Kate on the Fightful Main channel. If you want to check that out, it was a lot of fun. I thought this pay per view was great, but uh, to- <laughs> Kaden did send me a voice, a long voice memo of a rant, but. Um so Ring of Honor, of course, the tag team titles were vacated by the Briscoes because of Jay Briscoe's unfortunate passing. Um, they also have new belts. Did you see the new belts? They have I love them. The Briscoe's on the side plates. I love them. On that. The, side love plates, the side plates, place. yes. Nice. It's like such a touching tribute. Uh, but at Supercard, of course, you need new tag champs. So we had a ladder match. I don't I don't think it had like a special name, but for the sky ladder match. Oh, it did have a special name. Okay, so it was uh Top Flight, it was Juristico and Rouche, it was um OGK, and it was the Lucha Bros, who I thought were a surprising addition into this because they're AW, but that's fine. And the Lucha Bros ended up winning. And I thought this latter match was fun. Mm-hmm. There it was very much a spot fest, but mm-hmm. you had like the kingdom there to kind of rein everybody in and focus on the story of it. And the story of it was this, you know, um primarily top flight versus lucha bros the brother story because the briscoes and the young bucks and so on and it was a really really fun match and i was kind of surprised that the lucha bros won it i had thought it was going to be top flight i thought that they fit in that spot but of course Dante martin and the unfortunate injury i don't know if top flight was going to win and something happened and you know his injury and now it was lucha bros i i don't know i haven't heard anything about that but the lucha bros being ring of honor tag team champions is really interesting mm-hmm. um and i don't know if they're going to go back to aew and do stories there or whatever but i think it's interesting that they lost the trio titles with pack and they had that tension with pack uh and then they've been off tv and now they're ring of honor tag team champions on their own so i wonder if maybe they're going to find a way to tie pack into the story that resentment of losing the titles um uh, for something for double or nothing or down the line. I don't know. I just think it's really interesting. And I think bringing in high caliber talent, like the Lucha Bros that always draw eyes, I think it's good for Ring of Honor. And I'm so excited to see where this goes.
2: Yeah, me too. And, you know, Lucha Bros, they're a veteran tag team. I mean, I think this is their first reign with the Ring of Honor tag team titles, no? I think so, yeah. Yeah. Um But yeah, they're veterans, Um, you know, they bring a lot to the division and especially if they bring in a lot of like younger teams and talent, I think that, you know, they could really help develop some of those teams as well. So I'm excited to see uh, how that goes. I do think that their AEW tag reign was (sighs) maybe not up to par and Mm -hmm. it wasn't explored as deeply as I would have liked personally. Um, so I hope that they get a nice lengthy reign and we get a lot of really good matchups out of this. Um, yeah, I'm really excited for it though.
1: I'm really happy they won. Yeah. And I really do think, okay, Ring of Honor doesn't have a set in stone roster yet. I mean, there's some people, but everybody's kind of in flux, especially for the women's division and the tag division. So I, I think it's going to be interesting to see because at the end of the match, um, uh, there was this. Um, moment with FGR and the Briscoes and everything. It'll be interesting to see what teams end up challenging the Lucha Bros. And if we see the Lucha Bros with the Ring of Honor belts in AEW, I hope not because the AEW Ring of Honor balance, it I think a lot of people don't enjoy having Ring of Honor on their AEW TV. But I think it'll be really interesting um, if any AEW teams go and challenge for the Ring of Honor titles. I think it would be a lot of fun to see the acclaimed challenge for the ring of honor tag titles uh i think it would be fun to see maybe if ftr wins and because this wednesday of course ftr are wrestling the gun club the guns um for the aw tag team championships and if ftr loses they have to leave aw i'm presuming ftr is going to win it'll be interesting to see what kind of talent go into ring of honor uh jackie says I was seeing a lot of critique from people that it should have gone to a more ROH based team. Do you feel that is merited? Um, and it's a weird situation because the Kingdom was there, OGK was there, and I think it would have been fun to see them win it because they, you know, kind of debuted in AW and haven't really done a whole lot. But I really do think the Lucha Bros draw eyes wherever they go. People will go out of their way to find the Lucha Bros. So to me, it's a smart business choice for Ring of Honor TV to have the Luger Bros be, you know, champions and be stars in your promotion. I do see the criticism, though, because there are a lot of ROH teams who, uh, with the closure of ROH after Final Battle, and then, of course, Tony Khan's version of ROH, there's a lot, a lot of teams who kind of got lost in the shuffle and haven't been brought back or haven't been um, featured on ROH TV at all. So I do understand that. But at the end of the at the end of the day, this is like a new uh, iteration of Ring of Honor, so it has to find its own identity as Tony Khan's Ring of Honor. So I get it. Uh, I do wish though that there would be more callbacks to older teams, other Ring of Honor teams. Um, I think it would have been fun to have because of course the Briscoes vacating to have an old rival of the Briscoes be the new ring of honor tag champs but ultimately i do think the lucha bros was the right call but any of the teams in this ladder match i thought could have won it like every time they're climbing the ladder i'm buying into it like mike bennett's climbing the ladder i'm like okay ogk is winning dante martin is doing dante martin stuff and all of a sudden he's at the top of the ladder i'm like okay it's top flight then so i think this was a great way to showcase the division
2: i agree um I think we can both agree that tag team wrestling and lucha wrestling just really won this weekend. <laughs> yes, I think those were the two
1: highlights. I, you know, and I agree. And there's a lot of indies that I haven't seen yet. Cause I have to go back and watch them. Cause it was just a, a lot of shows. And it, it really was. And like, I, there were some shows that people are saying, this is like a really, really good show. You should go out of your way to see it. And so I, maybe I should just like compile a list. And go back and see them all. I don't know. If anyone in the chat has recommendations for shows that were, like, really, really good this weekend that I should go out of my way to see, put those in the chat. Um,
2: World on Lucha.
1: I did not see World on Lucha. So, I guess. Okay. Hold on. I'm making a list. (laughs) I'll do World on Lucha. (laughs) Um, But I guess let's just continue with AW because... Mm -hmm. Trios tag in AW, there's like a lot of stuff going on, and I feel like it's getting lost in the shuffle the new cycle of WrestleMania weekend. So, like, coming into Dynamite, I feel like we should just like kind of quickly because we do have a whole lot to go through. Yeah. Um, talk about best friends, which it's best friends minus Dan Hausen because Dan Hausen is injured i got surgery, and I hope he's gonna be okay. It's so sad. <laughs> Haley, you look really sad. You know I'm a
2: big Danhausen fan. Okay, I'm crushed.
1: <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, I and okay. So and I think Danhausen would have been fun in this angle. It's best friends versus kings of the black throne, which is Malachi Black and Brody King from um, House of Black. And I think Danhausen would have been fun there just because he's like very nice, very evil. But it's whatever. Um, so of course, House of Black are tr- AW trio's champions, and I think the Elite and Black Bull Combat Club are spinning off into their own story that isn't going to include any of these guys. So I think Best Friends are the next contenders, which I hope Best Friends win because hello. Um, but I'm I'm nervous about it, and I, I because listen, I think AW is trying really hard to establish House of Black as you know. Very strong, unbeatable because I think eventually it's going to be House of Black versus Blackpool Combat Club, and I think they're establishing them both to be like super, super strong teams. Um, So I'm scared they're just going to feed them best friends, kind of like they do with the Dark Order. Yeah, Yeah. which I didn't even mention it, but Stu Grayson and Evil Uno, Stu Grayson wrestled a singles match on uh, the the Zero Hour of Ring of Honor. And after the match, he's like celebrating. He won. He's celebrating with Uno, and the Righteous came out and confronted them. So, Dark Order and Ring of Honor, maybe. I'm into it if it if it means that they can do like good things and not get fed to House of Black. Um, <laughs> but what are what do you think about it? About best friends and also like this House of Black stuff. I'm in a tough spot because I really love both of these, um, mm-hmm.
2: like stables, but. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like the best friends always get put in this position where, like, they're just fed to these teams and yes. they're always losing. They get put in these, like, title matches and they're always losing. When are they going to get titles? It's yeah. past due.
1: Give them yeah, a title. And, and Orange Cassidy, as it's not all, it's international now, isn't it? International champion uh, has been fun. But best friends, I really do feel like because they're AW originals. They've kind of gotten the short end of the stick. Like if you look at other talent who were in AW from the beginning, they all, or for the most part, most of them have had better track records and best friends. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up zero to one grams of net carbs, five to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net-carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. It's consistently put on great matches, especially just the tag team of, of Trent and um, Chuck Taylor. They put on great matches. And yeah, put some respect on best friends. Jackie's right, because they're really great. And I just don't understand why AW won't commit to them. And for the longest time, people use the excuse of, oh, they're like a comedy team, but the acclaimed were AW World Tag Team Champions, so you don't get that excuse anymore. And so I'm really interested to see how long this Best Friends, House of Black feud goes on, if it carries them into Double or Nothing, because Double or Nothing is in like two, a little less than two months. Um, I don't think they're going to carry it that long. I think Double or Nothing is probably going to... And it's so confusing because are they going to carry the elite and Blackpool combat club that long?
0: Yeah. I don't know.
1: Uh, I, I would think that they would, but they might blow it off and then have Blackpool combat club versus House the black at double or nothing. I have no idea, but I, they need, really need to figure it out because best friends, they need to have something or else if you keep putting them in a spot where they're challenging for titles, it's just never, no one is going to believe it. And also we have a super chat from my sister Who says Haley? I love you, and I also love best friends. Period. Period. (laughs) Um, But regardless, I am really, really enjoying this AW trio stuff, especially Mm -hmm. because I I think it's really finally getting going, and Mm -hmm. it's they're really trying hard to do a bunch of stories. The tag division is kind of. It is what it is. I'm not that into this FTR stipulation. I love that FTR is back. Of course, I love FTR. Um, I hope that they win, and then the guns go away, and that we don't continue this this feud. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but again, I don't know. I don't know. What do you think?
2: I agree. Um, I do like the Trios division a lot. I think it's one of the strongest... Um divisions in AEW right now. But I do agree. Um, and with the Blackpool Combat Club stuff and the Elite, um, I don't know, you know, I'm just really stuck up on that. I <laughs> I think that they're they're telling a really good story, as they always do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I'm just most interested in the direction of that more than really anything else going
1: on. So. You know, that's totally fair. I... Jackie says, I'm near ringside for this one. I am not above jumping the barricade, so help me. Jackie, please don't jump the barricade. Um, <laughs> please not jump right on TV. <laughs> Can you imagine? We, we're just, like, watching TV, whatever, and it's just Jackie <laughs> jumping the barricade. <laughs> oh, please don't do that, Jackie. Um, I love you too much to see you get tackled by security. <laughs> um. <laughs> That totally derailed my train of thought, but anyway, WrestleMania weekend, a bunch of stuff happened. Mm-hmm. Um, let me pull up Haley's list. <laughs> my list. Haley made I a did list, like of- a pretty extensive list of stuff to talk about. So I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I totally get it. Okay, we did Hangman of the Elite. We did Best Friends. I did not watch NXT. I'm very sorry, guys. But. She only had
2: enough WWE in her to watch WrestleMania. <laughs> Listen, it was a struggle. I-,
1: I was on the struggle bus. She really rocking- was. <laughs> it was bad. <laughs> I- it was so bad. Okay, but <laughs> it's okay. Listen, I was going through it. I really was. I There wasn't a whole lot this WrestleMania that I was super excited about to begin with. Um, But I it, it was a lot to pull me through. But I made it. I did it, guys. I I went to bed early, but I caught up, so it's fine. See what I'm saying? And honestly, I think you're smarter for that, but whatever. (laughs) So, Haley, because it's your return, would you like... Okay, we have two options. We can go into WWE stuff, or we can talk GCW. I think we should talk GCW first. Okay. This match, I did see a lot of this match... Mainly through Twitter clips. Maki Ito and Nick Gage versus Bussy. Listen, this was chaos. The first thing I ever saw of this match was (laughs) Nick Gage and Maki Ito holding the pizza pizza (laughs) cutters, holding Effie and Allie Catch on the ropes and cutting them open with pizza cutters there's just something
2: about the pairing of Maki Ito and Nick Cage that just like really makes me giggly and happy.
1: I just, I really love it. I, uh, it is weird because Maki Ito has kind of become like this cult favorite in in, amongst American wrestling fans. Um, And I really enjoy seeing Maki Ito in GCW because Maki Ito, like she looks like she would be in GCW and she's like crazy. Like she would be in GCW. But she's also, like, so different from all, like, the men in GCW. But she, like, fits in so well. It's so weird. Uh, and, of course, Bussy is always great. I do think it's interesting that GCW at WrestleMania weekend, like, the collective has always been, like, this big thing. Mm-hmm. And this year, maybe it's just because I, – I don't know why. Maybe it's just because – you know, logistics, but this year it really did feel like the shows were smaller and there were fewer of them. And I know like they, they
2: couldn't do like planet death and stuff like that. So yeah, I think there were a lot of shows that um, kind of fell to the wayside and got cut off, but um, there were a lot of uh, shows that were good. There was blood sports, the world on Lucha. uh, Of course, Effie's big gay brunch. Um, so I mean, I think it was a really good weekend for them, but yeah, I do agree that it did feel a little a little different.
1: Yeah, and and I've been like really open and transparent on Tag Talk that I haven't enjoyed GCW in a long time. Like I haven't been a consistent viewer. I haven't enjoyed a lot of what they're doing. There's specific people in GCW that I go out of my way to watch and Bussy is one of them because I love Effie and I love Ali Catch. Um I did watch bloodsport. I thought bloodsport was good. Um, uh, John Moxley is h- absolutely hilarious. It, I don't, there's, I just love that man, but yeah, GCW. And like, I don't know. I don't know like what the issues are. I don't know what the rules are in Los Angeles for this kind of stuff, but I just wish that the matches were longer. Cause I do feel like a lot of the matches were cut off kind of short. Um, but regardless maki Ito and Nick gage is a tag team I hope that they really run with that <laughs> I would love to see Maki Ito and Nick gage go on like a world like a world tour and like sorry go no ahead. I was just gonna say I hope it's like because I think they advertised
2: it as like a one-time thing but I yeah hope, I hope it's like hook um and Danhausen or, like hook and uh, jungle boy jungle. And they just really, like, didn't realize how much the fans would love something like that. And they just run with it. I mean, that's a a seller right there. Like, I would buy tickets to see them wrestle anywhere. Yeah,
1: and it's, I think it's something so different. And I think both of them have their own distinct cult followings. Mm -hmm. And it was, I just think it's something fun to invest in, in Nick Gage and Maki Ito, who are, they look completely different. And they wrestle Mm -hmm. completely different. But they're both psychos. And I love that. Uh, and I know Maki Ito, she wrestles in Japan. So there's like logistic stuff there. But I don't know. Someone call Brett Lauderdale and tell him that we want this to be a forever. <laughs> <laughs> Someone in the chat probably knows how to do that. Figure it out. Um, but yeah, I saw, I, I think I saw most of the match through Twitter clips, which was fun. And I think it's always fun when GCW does crazy stuff. And they get positive attention for it, not negative attention. I always think that's fun. They've been getting a lot of negative attention recently. <laughs> so, you know, this was a nice um change of pace. <laughs> I 100% agree. And also, GCW, we have new GCW Tag Team Champions, who it was Motor City Machine Guns, right? Who were champions? Yeah. yes. Um, I totally forgot about that. And last time on tag talk, uh, I had Luke who works for impact. We are talking about impact. And I was like, and I, I was like, wait, let me Google this to be sure. And I Googled like, who are the GCW tag team champions? And it, cause I thought it was motor city and it was motor city. And what am okay, listen, so East West express a new GCW tag team champions, well-deserved fun stuff, but motor city I feel like I didn't hear anything about Motor City as GCW Tag Team Champions until they lost the titles.
2: It was a pretty short reign.
1: Yeah. (laughs) What the heck?
2: It it was a very short reign, but um, I really enjoyed the match. If you guys don't know, um, East West Express is Jordan Oliver and Nick Wayne, Mm -hmm. um, two very young um, but up and coming wrestlers um, making waves and names in the business. Um, But I really did enjoy this match. And I'm just I'm excited that Brett and GCW would invest in a younger tag team like this. Yeah, uh, it's not something that we've really seen before. But I'm glad that they're kind of capitalizing on that. Uh, and I'm excited to see uh, their reign because I really enjoy both of them,
1: yeah. And I feel like Nick Wayne and Jordan Oliver, they've kind of been staples in GCW and staples on the Indies, yeah. like everyone around GCW for a long time. And you know, the fans really like them. And I think a lot people have a lot of respect for them. But I think they're also two guys who haven't really gotten their flowers, so to mm-hmm. speak, for being workhorses and doing a lot. And Nick Wayne, of course, is I mean, they're both very young, but Nick Wayne in particular is very, very young. So a little caveat on that. He's was a child for the longest time. Um, <laughs> but I I think it's really fun. And I also think, um, And I saw a discussion on Twitter today of people saying the indies are in like a down period and that people don't want to work the indies. They want to do developmental in WWE. They want to, you know, do their dark matches on AW ring of honor, that kind of stuff. Um, So I think it's when you have guys like Jordan Oliver and Nick Wayne who do hustle on the indies, not that everyone should ruin their body on the indies. I'm not saying that, but people who are rewarded for being like indie stars, I really respect GCW. Oh sorry, for giving them the opportunity to be Mm -hmm. like prominent in the company. And I really I don't buy the idea that the indies are in a down period or the indies are dying or whatever, because you have guys like Jordan Oliver and Nick Wayne, who Nick Wayne has a what is it like AW Futures Mm -hmm. contract, AW whatever contract. But he's still, you know, doing a lot for GCW. And GCW is not the only indies that has, like, loyal talent like that and loyal fans. But just as an example. So, I think that indies have been reshaped by the growth of AEW and, of course, WWE. But I wouldn't say it's a down period. I think it's um, it's just different. Mm -hmm. And, of course, there's fewer indies because a lot of them um, went out of business in the pandemic. So people have fewer places to work, but at the same time, I think indie stars are making more money than before.
2: I agree. Um, And I know everybody's favorite, everybody's favorite person, Joey Janela recently mentioned it too, Um, but how people always kind of attack indie wrestlers um, and like their pay and all that stuff, but they make a lot more than people would think. Yeah. And I don't know, I I just don't think that we need to be shooting down at independent wrestling,
1: you
2: know?
1: No, I I definitely agree. And I think this weekend was a great weekend for independent wrestling. I love when stars of big companies kind of go into the indies and really showcase other talent. I think that's Mm -hmm. a lot of fun. And that's why I really appreciate what Moxley does with GCW uh, and kind of the matches he has and the fun he has doing that. So I think it was a good weekend for indies. In Abushi too, we saw oh, Ibushi Ibushi. come back. Someone needs to stop Abushi because <laughs> I I watched both of his matches. Uh, he wrestled, of course, Speedball Mike Bailey, and then he wrestled Joey Janela. And in both matches, I feared for his life. <laughs> yeah, I, we were watching Spring Break together. <laughs> yeah, I thought this. I thought this man was going to die <laughs> on my TV. Um. He's too old to be doing a lot of what he's doing, but he's crazy. And then and, stuff too. I yeah. literally sat there so stiff.
2: Like, please stop. <laughs> oh.
1: I was like oh my connection is had like a little oh, blip there for a second. Back, I'm back now. Um yeah, abushi, I don't know, and like jojanella teasing abushi to aw that was kind of fun uh <laughs> i love it but i need him if he's gonna do this like a abushi world tour i need him to like tone it down <laughs> he just really shot out of the gate and was like you know what i'm just gonna throw everything at the wall like he really and did everyone, and for, what? Him for that but please slow down <laughs> yeah uh it was fun though to see abushi come back and mm. Do things that because this is I think he wrestled similarly to how he wrestles in New Japan, but it was fun to see him adapt to different environments. Because of course he wrestled Speedball Mike Bailey at Bloodsport, which if you don't know Bloodsport, there's no ropes. It's no. just like it's just
0: a the ring, four, the <laughs>
1: ring. <laughs> and then uh, he Joey Janela. There he used doors, and there was blood, and like very not Abooshi things. Of and course, ECB he wrestled. W GDT, is such but. a different
2: crowd too. Yeah,
1: than in Japan or really like anywhere in the u.s
2: like yeah. they're just some very rabid fans
1: yeah so it was a lot of fun the overall like i think you should go watch a lot of the indies that ran this weekend um, of course there was also ddt shows there was uh joshi shows a lot of really fun things so everyone should go check it out so we've gotten to the part we, of the show <laughs> should we address the elephant in the room Haley? <laughs> The absolute disaster that was WWE this weekend.
2: Oh, man. I've been waiting. We have been waiting to talk about this all day. And normally, like, before shows, we'll, like, rant about it to each other. But we've been saving a
1: lot of it so we could just let go on the show. (laughs) So, okay, wait, wait. Let's start with, like, the positive of this weekend. Mm -hmm. Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens beat the Usos. It was a great match. One of my matches of the year. Yeah. Yeah. Super emotional too. Yeah. But I'm glad that that happened in hindsight, even more glad because of what happened on night two. <laughs> and I I mean, I don't know where you go with Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. Um, I hope that they aren't like the next pay-per-view beat by the Usos, <laughs> probably. Or um, I mean, I guess you could call someone up from NXT. I don't know. The WWE tag division is weird. Uh, but I really do hope that we see them do some great matches. I'd love to see him against the street profits mm-hmm. and alpha academy and all these other teams that WWE has just in the showcase <laughs> that had just been on standby. But overall, I think that this was a nice way because Sammy for whatever reason didn't get Roman. I think this this was a nice way to give Sammy something and also I think Sammy and Kevin Owens specifically really adapted to the circumstances mm-hmm. and made the most of it. And they really, really sold their reunion as something like, cr- like crazily, crazily emotional and intimate, and it was very, very good storytelling. And you can tell that Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens are from the Young Bucks elite generation. That's just just this like mid tier of incredible storytellers in wrestling. Um, so that was like the highlight for me of the weekend. Haley, what did you think of? this match and also this story.
2: I I loved it. Um, I do think that we're going to see the Usos as tag champions again down the line. Yeah. But as of right now, I don't know. I'm just excited. And it it feels really good to see the tag division in like a main event slot. It We haven't seen that before. So it, yeah. it felt like for the first time in a long time that the tag division has been taken seriously. And I do think that with... Or more seriously than it has, I guess. But I do think with Sammy and Ko, they're kind of being forced to, in a way. Like the fans are kind of forcing their hands because they're fan favorites and everybody loves them. Um, yeah. But but I am excited to see their reign. And like you said, um, with teams like the Street Profits and Alpha Academy, I think I think it's gonna be it's gonna be a good direction for them. Um. Yeah. I was gonna say something else and then I forgot. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and
1: I think, um, I think because this we can talk about Cody and Roman because it kind of branches in. Um, So I don't know if you guys have been like living under a rock, but Roman (laughs) Reigns beat Cody Rhodes last night. Um, It was a good match, though. It was. Uh, I really do feel like night two was dramatically weaker than night one overall. Usually, I think this match would have saved night two if the outcome was different. So basically. Just to run down what happened, you guys. Cody and Roman are having a good match. It's a typical Roman match, but the emotion, and the energy is there. So basically, Solo Sokoa comes out. He hits Cody with the weight belt, but he gets kicked out by the ref, uh, which was foreshadowing for this horrific ending that happens. And they continue the match. Cody hits Cody hits the uh, crossroads. He hits the crossroads again, but then eventually interference from Paul Heyman because Cody's a big dumb stupid babyface. <laughs> Um, He gets distracted by Paul Heyman, and Roman and Solo Zakoa, of course, take advantage, and Roman pins Cody Rhodes. One, two, three, center of the ring, that's it. Um, I hated this, legitimately. We have to say, in
2: between that, we also got the Usos coming out and attacking Cody, which prompted Sammy and Kevin to come out and beat up the Usos. So, obviously, they're setting up for some kind of six-man, which I don't know how I feel about that either. <laughs> it just felt very messy, that, like, last portion of the match.
1: Yeah. The thin, and the finish. Eh. Yeah, and so, also, so tonight is the Raw Dormania. They're still continuing. So, Cody is in, like, a mystery tag situation with Roman and Solo Sokoa. <laughs> and they're continuing this feud, obviously. So, I'm presuming that Cody is going to beat Roman at some point. Which is dumb because Cody should have beat Roman last night because that was like I felt like that was a natural like end to chapter one of the story. Yeah. Uh, and like triple H at the media scrum is like uh that stories have to go on, like you have to do it's you have to do more chapters, which is like not the point. Mm-hmm. And this was so bad to me. This was like a horrible booking decision. and it was I thought it was really telling that people the initial Twitter reaction was people refusing to believe that this was Triple H, mm-hmm. that people believing this was Vin- Vince McMahon, oh, which which pe- people have reported that it wasn't Vince McMahon, that this was a Triple H decision and Triple H and the media scrum really stuck by it, by this decision. Um, I just don't feel like the bloodline story was served by this. I thought there was more to do with the bloodline with a defeated Roman Reigns and a defeated Usos than there was, with this weird interference, and the either story continuing with Cody, I guess maybe he'll beat him at Backlash. Maybe he'll beat him. Maybe he'll beat him on Raw in two weeks. Who knows? But I thought you gave Cody Rhodes the Royal Rumble when a lot of people thought you shouldn't. A lot of people thought it should have been Sammy. You gave him the Royal Rumble. You built him and built him and built him as this babyface. You, you you made this whole story about him doing it for his family. His infant child is there. You made it known that she's there. And then he doesn't win. And I get it. it's like to heat on Roman. He needs heat because he's a heel. Roman had heat. He did. He didn't need this. Cody had adversity and Roman had heat. You didn't need this. Yeah. Because the whole point was that Cody was coming back to like end the story To prove that he could be the guy. And you let you let Seth Rollins do all this work last year to get Cody Rhodes over to prove that Cody Rhodes was a legitimate contender in WWE. You let that happen. He of course gets injured. He comes back. He's red hot selling merch, selling tickets, all the metrics. And then you're like, we're going to be edgy and we're going to book this edgy long-term storytelling. And we're just going to say that Cody should lose to Roman on night two of WrestleMania. The final thing that people are seeing at the end of WrestleMania it makes no sense.
2: I, I don't get it. And like the Cody needs to face more adversity thing. He was in the company for like a decade. He was a mid Carter. He left because he wanted to be at the top of the card. He reinvented himself. He created AEW. And then he left. And he came back as a top guy. He was built as a top guy. He had that amazing storyline with Seth. Obviously, he got injured. He came back. Everybody loved Cody. Everybody was on Cody's side. Sammy wrestled in that um championship match against Roman, and he lost. And from that moment on, the fans turned on Roman. so I, I don't i I just fail to understand. like the cards were right there, yeah. and you could have pulled the trigger on Cody. And it really upsets me because it's like, okay, if Cody, if Cody's not going to win the championship now if if that was his moment and he lost, which
1: is really embarrassing, um. Like, what's next, Jay? Yeah, and I, I put out a Twitter poll um, earlier. Follow me on Twitter, by the way. And I said, I think you have two options. If, if it's not going to be Cody, if Cody's not going to win at Backlash or SummerSlam or, what, or at Madison Square Garden in July, whatever. Um, you have Seth Rollins, who has done a lot of stuff talking, saying he deserves Cody's spot. Cody doesn't deserve his spot. Um, that WWE... Isn't giving Seth Rollins what he wants. He said a lot of that in interviews, so that he's a viable contender, I think. And you have Jay, who has been kind of central to this story. I think the Bloodline story has really relied on Jay in a lot of ways, but Jay is still kind of, I guess, now lumped in with the Sami Zayn KO situation. So the Bloodline, to me. Triple H inherited this great faction, this great story. The talent themselves really ran with it, and it turned into a story in WWE that people were saying is like an all-time story Mm -hmm. in WWE, that like the bloodline is the best thing to come out of WWE in a long time. Mm -hmm. And between the Royal Rumble and yesterday, I think there's been a lot of missteps, but a lot of people still really believed in this finish, that Cody was going to win, and we're going to see the dissolution of the bloodline leading to Roman versus Jay. I thought that's where we were going because Jay versus Roman is like the central thing here to the bloodline story, but we're not now because I'm presuming the Usos are going to go back for the titles and it's going to be Roman and Cody still. And for me, the raw after WrestleMania is a period to start new stories to like freshen things up. And now this whole bloodline thing has left a bad taste in a lot of people's mouths because I think to I think there's a lot of people who do who do like it and they they believe that Cody needs adversity and that this is long-term storytelling blah 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 but I think for a lot of fans and just judging based off Twitter stuff I've seen on Twitter I think a lot of fans are done they're like and I think it hurts a lot more because this time it's Triple H making a dumb decision yeah. it's not Vince McMahon and it's Triple H really buying into this thing and the WWE sale, of course, is happening too. <laughs> but I just can't buy the idea that there's a situation where Cody wins the title that is more impactful and meaningful than the last match of WrestleMania weekend for WWE with his family in attendance at WrestleMania. This the biggest literal
2: daughter was all. sitting ringside and you let him yeah. lose. That's going to be a core memory for her
1: and I'm... WWE It's <laughs> like the biggest show of them all. You have you have all this interference, which apparently they didn't find out about this inter- that this interference was going to happen until the day of all this interference. You could have really taken this baby face, you know, you've been looking for a John Cena forever, have him beat all the odds, beats all the bloodline in front of his daughter, his whole family, and wins the title. And you close WrestleMania. I can't imagine a situation where co- even if it's SummerSlam. There's nothing that would have beaten that. Like, they've really just ruined it.
2: Interesting comment from Victor here. There are rumors saying Cody and The Rock will face Roman and Solo tonight on Raw. I did find it strange. There were a lot of callbacks at Mania to The Rock. Like, people were using The Rock's moves. And I just, it really stuck out to me. I don't think it means
1: anything, but it was interesting. I, and here's the thing. I, at the end of the day, and I said this when there were rumors that The Rock was going to uh, win the Royal Rumble and challenge Roman Reigns. I genuinely don't think that The Rock versus Roman needs a title. I think The Rock versus Roman sells itself, Mm -hmm. uh, especially if you're going to have The Rock become involved with the bloodline somehow as in it or as an opponent of it, whatever. I think Cody, as your up-and-coming babyface, your, your big star who you're investing so much time and energy into, He needs the title. And I don't think Cody and The Rock versus The Bloodline is fun. I genuinely don't. I think that Cody now is an accessory to Rock versus Roman. Because that's just how it's going to be because he's The Rock. So why, if that's true, and I don't know if it's true or not, I don't know why you would would put Cody in a position where he has to now compete with The Rock versus Roman, which would be an all-time story. That's a dumb, another dumb decision. If that's true, of course, I haven't heard those rumors. I haven't seen them. Um, but presuming that it, that isn't a rumor with like legitimate backing. And it's weird because there's no other babyface in WWE, with the exception of Sami Zayn, who is now in the tag division. There's no other babyface who's remotely ready to beat Roman. There's no one close to Cody. It's like Cody, and then like maybe down here somewhere is like a Drew. Or uh, Xavier Woods, somewhere around there. No one is close, and like you had the opportunity, and now Cody, if he wins later down the line, cool. Like his pot, like there's gonna be, there's no pomp and circumstance. There's no like. I think a lot of people are just they've tossed in the towel on it. Well, I think the problem with the
2: Rock thing as well is he would have to get in ring ready. Obviously he's fit. He's very muscular. He works out, but that's way different than being in ring shape ready. And I, I just don't think with all the movies and things that he's doing, like I don't know if he if he has the time to dedicate to holding another championship. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. And I I understand okay the rock um uh, he's always going to be important to wwe i think that the rock versus roman reigns is an excellent match i think it should happen at wrestlemania but i guess i guess it can happen somewhere else i don't know i just hate the idea now that you have all these people um you have Sami Zayn and kevin owens and the usos and cody who are now like the underlings of this rock roman story and i think the rock roman story coming out of WrestleMania with like a divided bloodline and, you know, Roman really trying to prove himself that he is the head of the table. That's a better story for rock Roman. Cause rock beating Roman in that circumstance, boom, he gets back everything he lost by losing the title. So I don't really understand um, what has happened here. And Victor says, you got Orton Riddle and AJ Styles. AJ Styles is a part-timer. Uh, Randy Orton is still injured and Matt Riddle is nowhere near a Cody Rhodes level baby face. Not even close. The closest is Seth Rollins and they could do Seth, but that would happen down the line because I don't think Rock beats Roman for the title. Oh, I hope Rock is not beating Roman Reigns for a title in 2023. (laughs) I, I really hope that's not the goal. Um, Ugh. Now I'm concerned. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, with uh, you know who back, you never know. So. so, I mean, that's a great little segue to introduce this Vince McMahon um, mm. thing. So, basically, I think it was like last night, it was kind of leaked that WWE was merging with Endeavor, who owns UFC. Yes, yeah, he um, reported it. Yeah. And so it's not a sale. Uh, it's not Endeavor's not buying WWE they're merging WWE and UFC into one media company uh, so Vince is actually uh, funnily enough getting a raise and a promotion through this process just gets richer like he wanted yeah richer and more powerful um, so basically WWE is now going to they're going to have access to a lot of more international streaming stuff because of the relationship UFC has yeah. with people abroad it, WWE is like this is big news it's major news But of course, this morning there was a CNBC interview (laughs) with um, Vince McMahon and Ari Emanuel, and who is going to be an executive of this new media company, which doesn't have an official name yet. Uh, And so basically, Vince McMahon said he's going to be involved in creative from a higher level, but he's not going to be down in the weeds of it all. Um, But I think it's problematic that. Vince was brought back to do the sale. A sale didn't happen. A merger happened. And now he's back in basically uh, the greatest position of power. Vince, uh, I'm not Vince McMahon. Triple H is going to stay as like content officer, whatever his title was. But I do think it's scary. We have a super chat from Mr. Higgs Gaming. I think the continuation of the story is finding a solution to the solo problem. We have Owens and Sammy to deal with Usos and Cody Roman, but who can realistically deal with solo? Appreciate y'all. We appreciate you too. Um, Solo Sokoa has been so weird in the bloodline, I think, because he's he has ties to the bloodline, of course, but like his beef with everyone he's wrestled, basically in WWE, has been their beef with the bloodline. Yeah. Like he ha- like he's kind of just been an accessory to this whole thing. So I think it would be fun for him to have someone to wrestle. I think it'd be cool if it was Seth Rollins and you could like introduce Seth Rollins to the story that way. But I genuinely don't feel like WWE cares about Solo. Out, apart, think, from his, Yeah. Sorry.
2: I think it's more, the focus is more on Roman and I guess the Usos um, yeah. now, but yeah, I feel like he's just, again, somebody that just fell to the wayside and it's just kind of there, which sucks yeah. because
1: he's a really good wrestler. Yeah. And it's like a, with Vince McMahon being, giving input into stories, um, I think a lot of people forget that Vince McMahon was, the, you know, he was in charge when the bloodline was created. So he probably I'm putting words in his mouth. This is not like a scoop or anything. I imagine there is some differences between how he envisioned the bloodline compared to how Triple H envisioned the bloodline, just because I think they come from different perspectives, storytelling wise. Um, so I do expect that, you know, there'll be some changes down the line, if Vince McMahon does become involved in the creative of the story, and I'm so afraid that he's going to because he retains a lot of power and stuff um, without having to be in WWE just to broker a sale because the merger isn't finalized, but basically he's he's back in power. Um, So I don't know in that situation, but I do think the bloodline has kind of lost a lot of steam. And I, like thinking, okay, thinking of the summer, I mean, you could, I don't put it, I don't think that uh, Triple H is incapable of fixing this story. I don't. But I also feel like there's a lot of damage and a lot of goodwill that's been lost. And I, like I said earlier, I think a lot of people, this sucks a lot more because it's a Triple H bad decision and not a Vince McMahon one. This is interesting. Um,
2: from Maria, Jay White comes in with Gallows and Anderson to help Cody even things up. Hmm. I think I have a problem. <laughs> I think I have a problem with how WWE specifically tries to use like Bullet Club lore and like association with the Bullet Club and um, It's not my favorite thing, but, you know, it is a possibility. Anything is possible. Would I be mad?
1: I don't know. I I think, and it's weird because I think Jay White is such a weird situation because other Bullet Club members who came to WWE, AJ Styles and Finn Balor, Mm -hmm. they came in when Bullet Club was at a completely different point than when Jay White would be coming in. Jay White is not nearly as popular as AJ Styles was. And so AJ Styles could come to WWE and debut in the Royal Rumble and get that pop and the attention. And also because he'd been well-established in North America prior through Ring of Honor and TNA. Jay White doesn't have that. Jay White came up through the New Japan Dojo system. He's been a New Japan guy. He's done some stuff on Impact and uh, in AW in you know, the last couple years. But it's not the same situation. So if you did debut him and you put him into this bloodline story they have to tread very, very carefully because the introduction of Jay White, if fans don't know who he is, that could make this whole situation even worse.
2: Yeah.
1: I do like this.
2: Um, Solo versus Bobby Lashley. Uh, Bobby not having anything to do with Mania was- <laughs> Was
1: just dis- disgusting.
2: And his likes on
1: Twitter about it. <laughs> so basically, no. if you didn't watch WrestleMania, Bobby Lashley comes out with his trophy- <laughs> Because uh, he won the Andre Memorial, and uh, he just comes out. He's not dressed to wrestle, but people are thinking, okay, he's not doing an open challenge, but maybe he's going to get jumped by someone, and like we'll start a feud. No, he just comes he waves, out, just he waves, and then then we cut to like an advertisement. Yeah, and that was it. <laughs> that was it. That's what they had for Bobby Lashley at WrestleMania. <laughs> I I don't know. Like night two was such a departure from night one, and it usually always is, but.
2: Oh, Lord, what is happening? Whoa, that was crazy. (laughs) I think we were all um, riding the high of, like, Cody was going to be Roman, and, like, we were so sure of that. And also, like, the triple threat with Drew, Seamus, and uh, Gunther was so good. Mm -hmm. And I think that was, like, the turning point for the show, that we were like, okay, like, this is going to live up to night one. Like, this is going to be great. And then,
1: (laughs) no. I'm like... (laughs) Generally speaking, I don't think the card for night two was worse than night one. Yeah. I thought they were two like really well balanced cards. But something about night two just went horribly wrong. And they ended WrestleMania weekend on the worst possible note. And it wasn't even like that Roman got booed, like the people were quiet. And it reminded me of when Seth Rollins and the Fiends had Hell in a Cell. And the crowd was just like in shock. And of course, then they chanted we want a refund and AW and whatever. But it's like sometimes things are predictable. Like it was predictable that Cody would win. And that's a good thing. Like you don't always need to do these swerves and like set in the name of long term storytelling. And I saw someone compare it to um, Kenny and Hangman. And they're like, Well, Hangman lost his first match against Kenny, which is true, he did in that tournament final. But no one thought Hangman was going to win. That's the difference here. No one thought that Hangman was going to win. That they knew that he that Kenny would be champ first, and then Hangman would be Kenny. That's totally different. Like you can't compare those two situations. But like this was a home run. WWE went into WrestleMania, and I tweeted this with Sami Zayn and, Ke- and Cody Rhodes, two top tier babyfaces. Either one could have won WrestleMania, and. Or and beaten Roman, it would have been great. Like it would have been, fans would have been ecstatic. And they said, "Mm, instead, we're going to be edgy. (laughs) And we're going to be, we're going to do black and gold NXT on the main (laughs) roster. And it doesn't work. Black and gold NXT worked because there was nothing else. (laughs) And now, (laughs) now it's true. If you go back and you watch black and gold, it's not as good as we all remember it to be. It's good, but it's not as good. And Triple H, he's very much proven that he is, he books like Vince McMahon. He just does better. He just does more logical stories to get there. He doesn't make jumps. That's it. And so this to me is Triple H trying to trying his hand at you know, excuse the pun, elite level storytelling, but you this was not the time to do it. <laughs> this was not the time to do it. Roman has been champion for so long. It is suffocating the company. This too,
2: uh, Miz got two impromptu matches, but they couldn't give us um, an eight-minute match between Lashley and L.A. Knight. L.A. Knight is another person that I think was kind of thrown to the wolves, but really, it was like sink or swim. And he swam, and he really got over with the fans. And I yeah. think a lot of people were expecting him to get something at Mania, and it just it didn't happen. Um, but, you know, I do want to give a shout-out to Miz um, for the Shane match. Um, very professional stuff um, from him. and. Snoop Dogg calling the Audible and just punching Miz in the face and just get the people's elbow. I love that. Um,
1: but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, we, we had time for Shane McMahon to come do his entrance and tear his quad. Um, and we had, we had no time for Bobby Lashley to do anything other than wave. And we had, we had no time to do at the end of the Women's Tag Showcase. We had no time to do an angle that would have added momentum to that division. No time. And I no mean, time. yeah, they had the they had the women's tag stuff the night before.
2: Like, they very well could have come out and set something up, and they just, <laughs> I don't know.
1: There was so much about night two that I thought, first of all, I thought it was, like, horribly paced. Like, there was, like, the first 45 minutes, there was virtually no wrestling. It was all ads. And promo packages. Um, But like fans held out. And they hustled through it. For that triple threat. The IC triple threat. Which was fantastic. Go watch it if you haven't. Incredible stuff. Um, And then you hustle through the Hell in a Cell match. Which was bad. (laughs) And then you get to the main event. And it's a good match. And you're like yes Cody. There's near falls. There's drama. There's theatrics. And then it's like actually. It's Roman. I really did love
2: Roman's entrance, though. Like, it felt very mob boss. Like, you know, I just, I loved his entrance.
1: And I, and he had, like, the whole thing about being a mob boss. Like, if you're going to be Tony Soprano, you have to die at the end. (laughs) 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 This is when he metaphorically should have. (laughs) Yes, this was his (laughs) cut to black moment. (laughs) Like, you had everybody at the table. Tony Soprano sitting with Carmela and Meadow and, and AJ. You had, you had all these people. You had Solo. You had um, Paul Heyman. You had the Usos. Like, we're at the table. This is the time for the head of the table to die. And we cut to black. But no. We didn't cut to black. He escapes the assassination attempt. And, <laughs> <laughs> and lives. The mob, the mob boss, boss lives. And we all people. What a crossover. I, I hated this. And I mentioned earlier, I had gone to bed um because i had to work in the morning and i was like i was like cody's winning i'll go to bed i'll watch his i'll watch his cute moment with his daughter in the morning and i wake up to no joke 25 text messages from everyone and their mother saying oh my god cody lost and i thought this is just a well-organized prank there's no way that cody lost and then there's people blaming me that i went to bed and i cursed him but no Cody legitimately lost at WrestleMania after debuting at WrestleMania a year ago um, and having a year-long story of winning at WrestleMania.
2: <laughs> it's like, it's so bad. It's honestly hilarious, and I feel really bad for him. <laughs> like, and I'm not even the biggest like, Cody Rhodes fan in the world, but like just seeing him sit in that ring after the match, like I, I was sympathizing. I felt so bad. <laughs> it was
1: like, it's not just, okay, if it had been Sami Zayn in this situation, I could see Roman winning. I'd be mad about it, but I could see it. But then it's Cody. Like, you fed him Seth Rollins, and he's been every week telling us every week that he's going to win at WrestleMania for his dad, for his daughter, for us. for And then he's like, they're like, <laughs> Roman. The photo of Seth and Becky was honestly so funny. I love Seth. <laughs> like... And see this. listen, what you if Cody had won, you could have Cody come out um tonight, the Raw of the WrestleMania, and you could have immediately started the Seth story. And it would have been gold. Like, going into SummerSlam, you could have done a lot with that. But instead, now Cody's chasing still, even after his loss, he's gonna continue chasing. <sighs> The rubber
2: chicken photo is also really funny. Of him just laying in the ring, and there's just a rubber chicken next to him.
1: I think they were aiming for Roman, and they completely <laughs> missed and got Cody. <laughs> Poor Cody. He was really going through it last night between the loss in front of his daughter and his family,
2: and, and him working all this time for that, and then getting fucking pummeled with a rubber chicken.
0: Like
1: that'd be my last straw. I think. <laughs> I that yeah. I feel so bad for Cody because. I don't think any other win will ever be as impactful as winning at WrestleMania. Winning the tie, beating Roman, who has been like the guy for so long, and Triple H has an announcement to make tonight. It's probably just going to be about the sale, whatever.
2: A la Tony Khan.
1: Yeah, a la Tony (laughs) Khan. Um, But I, coming out of WrestleMania weekend, I think Triple H. I think people were already starting to, to doubt Triple H's booking abilities because there's other stuff that was so bad in WWE up until this point but the bloodline. People held out for the bloodline because that was like, this is what one Triple H, H do. Story, <laughs> Yeah. And then he's like, actually, no. <laughs> he and said, then- we're going to keep going, actually. <laughs> it's just never going to end. <laughs> like- yeah, we're going to and, and I hate that Roman is always in this position, that he's always like the one to deliver the bad news to the fans. You know, <laughs> As a baby face, as a heel, it doesn't matter. Roman... Is the bad news bearer, and I hate that for him. Did you see the video on
2: Twitter of um, it's like an edit somebody made where like the only person that's going to be able to stop Roman is him, and it just cuts to like 2015
1: Roman just coming out, and then like present day Roman. It's so funny. <laughs> I saw someone, um, make. Oh, are you lagging? Okay, I saw someone make, um, like, a fake match graphic of, like, Roman Reigns' open challenge for the titles, whatever. And someone then started saying, what if it's Brock? What if they're just gonna do Roman Brock again? And I was like, I hate that I could see that happening. The way it's
2: entirely, like, plausible is, (laughs) like, why? We've seen it so many times, there's no reason.
1: Absolutely zero. Yeah, in the Triple H era, I'm now, like, so hesitant. And I put it in my Twitter circle, but you guys, you, this is my circle. I said, I'm so embarrassed that WWE almost pulled me back in. Like, after WrestleMania night One, I was like, maybe, I, maybe watching WWE will be tolerable now. Like, maybe it, like I can watch it um, just for, you know, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens and all the great stuff in the women's division. And then I'm like, wow, I'm embarrassed. (laughs) I am embarrassed that I had so much faith in WWE that I went to bed. (laughs) I went to sleep. I took a melatonin and I went to sleep. I was like, Triple H would never. Listen,
2: we all got bamboozled because I was the same way. And, you know, we're both in the same boat about WWE and our feelings toward that company. But I was like, you know, like, I'm on such a high, like this is great. And then the finish happened and I was like, are they going to pull a Dusty right now with like the title? And then nothing happened and nobody came out. And I was like, oh, like this is reality.
1: (laughs) And the thing is, they're never going to build a baby face that would be as hot as Cody. And even Cody now isn't as hot as he was. And now he's going to come out and he's going to do a promo and try to sell us that he could beat Roman eventually. I don't believe it. I don't believe it at all. I uh, the crowd last
2: night singing his entrance theme. Like, uh, you just can't replicate that. It's not happening again. I'm
1: no, <laughs> uh, this is who's a UFC fighter that's going to get booked to beat him? Connor McGregor, probably. And they've honestly, been teaching Connor McGregor to WWE for the longest time. Yeah. It's going to happen. Whether he wrestles Roman and beats Roman, I don't know. I think they'll probably feed Seth Rollins to him because that's just Seth Rollins' job, I guess, is to be that. Um, This is a good way to end on a positive note. What's your thought on Tony Khan's announcement um, Wednesday night now that Mania is over? It could be Jay White is All Elite. I think it's (laughs) Trinity. What did you say? I said I think it might be Trinity, but I don't know. I think, I think it could be uh, a talent, either Trinity or Jay White or whoever. Um, it also could just be an announcement that they extended their TV deal, or something dumb that no one cares about, or something without access, even you know. Yeah, um, or like our London paper. Paper? Are they doing a pay per view in London? No, they're just doing a dynamite. Yeah, here's the date of our London show. Something dumb that doesn't need to be a TV announcement, but it's Tony Khan. He He thinks everything is a big announcement and has to be on TV. He Like the buying Ring of Honor, that, okay, that should be on Dynamite. Most other things, whatever, Tony. Do a tweet. We'll all see it. Life goes on. (laughs) Exactly. Most of your fan base has internet access. So, you know. I I have no idea what his um <laughs> announcement is gonna be. I I guess we'll tune in Wednesday and see this dynamite looks good though.
2: It does the same. Day. I'm excited. Think,
1: <clears throat> oh sorry, go ahead. No, I just said I'm, I'm excited for it. Yeah, I'm really excited for it. Um I I'm really excited for FTR the most, but also um I think the women's division stuff is really picking up and I'm really excited for it. I'm like hesitantly excited though. You know what I mean? Like, you know, you have like a peak in a story in AW and then you have a valley and the valley is like really deep, but then you like start coming up, but like, you're like skeptical. But like,
2: <laughs> well, and I talked about this, sorry. On, um, Keeks's podcast on uh, public enemies. Um, <clears throat> we were talking about the kind of women's, uh, storyline that's happening and i was talking about how i'm like choking yeah but i was talking about um how i'm like all on board but i'm just like really hesitant about um the suraya stuff it's just it's really not it's not for me um so i hope she drops some of the like he he ha ha like corny stuff um because i think that she's better than that and yeah. I think that um, Tony Storm and Ruby Soho are way better than that. Um, it just feels very, like, high school. And I get that's probably kind of the point. But, you know.
1: Yeah. Otherwise, I'm excited for it. <laughs> yeah. I, um, I'm interested. I guess what I'm most excited for is to see how they fill out the empty spots. Because... Um, I think, like, homegrown talent-wise, you have so many places to go. Mm
0: -hmm. But in
1: terms of, like, outsider talent, or, like, I guess former WWE talent, like, AEW in the women's division doesn't have a lot of ways to go with that. Mm -hmm. I think Trinity. Mm -hmm. I I don't think you can put Trinity in here as a heel. I really don't. I don't know. I mean, I guess you could make it work somehow, but I really don't think you can do that. I don't think people want to boo her. I think it would just be bad. But I don't know like...
2: I mean, she's in that story with Jade and she's also babyface, so
1: Yeah. I mean, They're in like such a weird spot with that. Um, but then again, they people are booing Ruby Soho and I didn't think that would happen. So I don't know. But we've been talking for the longest time. So we're gonna do our closing thoughts. If you guys have anything you wanna say your closing thoughts, submit a super chat. We'll read those. I'll let Haley go first. What are your closing thoughts about WrestleMania weekend, WWE sale, Cody Rhodes, anything?
2: Uh, Closing thoughts. Um, I think that the weekend aside from (laughs) the main event of night two, um, was great. There was a lot of, uh, positives that came out of the weekend. And like we mentioned earlier in the show, a lot of independent wrestling happened. So if you can, and you're able, definitely check out some of the shows that ran this weekend. There was a lot of really good stuff. Um, there was spring break, the World on Lucha, like I mentioned, um, all the GCW collective stuff, but a ton mm-hmm. of other shows as well. Um, I'm really excited to see the direction of the Lucha Bros and Ring of Honor, as well as Sammy and KO's reign. Um, yeah, I'm just really excited about tag team wrestling again across the board.
1: What about yeah. you? What are your closing thoughts? I'm I'm optimistic about tag team wrestling both in WWE. On the indies, uh, especially with GCW, uh, and in AW, I think that a lot of positive momentum has been made because I feel like last time Haley was on the show, uh, we were like, "Oh, tag team wrestling, we're like in a bad spot." But I think a lot of a lot of ground has been made in yeah. fixing a lot of the issues that went wrong. I'm excited for Sammy KO. Fingers crossed they get a good title run and they're not just transitional champs because WWE felt like they had to give Sammy a win at WrestleMania. Fingers crossed, but overall, I really like this weekend. I think the WWE sale is interesting. I'm really excited to see how, I guess not excited is the right word, interested to see how a Vince McMahon, triple H relationship works when the sale isn't looming. When once the mergers, you know, put through this new company's listed on the stock exchange, all that sort of stuff. I'm really interested to see how that plays out and like the tensions that could be there. Um, I'm not looking forward to people losing their jobs because it's a merger. People are going to lose their jobs, both on the WWE side and the UFC side, which sucks. I'm not looking forward to that. Um, I just hope that they land on their feet and they have good places to go, whether that's in wrestling or if you know, they're office people, they can go work in other companies. Um, and I'm super stoked about ROH. I thought Supercard was great. I think some questionable booking decisions, but I think um, Tony Khan has a lot more goodwill with Ring of Honor than he does with AEW or Triple H does with WWE. So I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt, but I'm excited about that. Um, And those are my closing thoughts. Haley, do you want to do your plugs? We'll wrap this up. Uh, Sure. You guys can follow
2: me on Twitter at HaleyAnn underscore. Um, Yeah, just to check out everything I'm doing. I am working on a cookbook. Um, with some people in the independent wrestling scene. We crowdfunded. We reached our goal. So I am doing, like, a bunch of writing and stuff for that. I don't have an on-sale date for the cookbook or anything yet. We're aiming for a release in June. Um, So definitely stay tuned for that. Um, There's a lot of really cool people involved. So I'm excited to talk to them, pick their brains about wrestling and food. Um, But, yeah. I think that's
1: it. You can follow me on Twitter at Fuller underscore Kylie. I post everything I'm doing there. Uh, Like I said, mentioned earlier, I was on the ring of honor super card post show with Kate, who I adore on the Fightful main channel. So go check that out. If you want to hear more about ring of honor, because we didn't talk a whole lot about ring of honor, the show, but I wanted to make sure we hit on the indies because you need to highlight the indies. Um, Where was I? Oh, this is Tag Talk. We are live every Monday at 3. Haley is my normal co-host. She is back. She took a little bit of a hiatus. Um, But while she was gone, I did the Tag Talk special guest series. And we had a lot of great people on. So go back and watch some of those. Um, And this is Fightful Overbooked. This is where a lot of great people make a lot of great content. I think it's... And I always mess this up. (laughs) Jeremy says it's the ESPN 2 to Fightful's ESPN. not the, I think I got it right. Um, but yeah, there's wrestling content here, non-wrestling content. Lots of fun things. Just um, go to Fightful Overbook. Subscribe. Check it out. Lots of fun. Uh, like this video. If you're watching this after we go live, hi. I'm really curious what you have to say, especially about what happens next for Cody Rhodes and what happens next for Roman Reigns. I don't know. I, it's all up in the air and poor Seth Rollins is somehow like directionless in WWE, but it's whatever, but just comment below and let me know what you have to say about all of that. Next week, we'll probably have a lot more clarity on, um, both ring of honor, like the director for ring of honor and also the WWE sale and what's going to happen with the bloodline story, all this sort of stuff. So come back next week for that. Um, Yeah. All that being said, thank you guys so much for joining us. Thank you for giving Haley such a great welcome back. We really do love you guys and we're excited to be doing the show again together. So we'll see you next week, Monday, live at 3 p.m. Right here, FIFA Overbooked.